All right, so we're back. Uh, part two of Black Baseball and the Set Talk. Uh, just real quick reminder, you can follow us on social media at said underscore talk. That is our Instagram page where we'll be posting our links and we'll also be posting you where you can get your said talk tea. The link is in our bio. So be sure to do that. Uh, so we're back with the second half. That song that you just heard is for my town, uh, Birdman featuring Drake. Uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, hip hop songs that definitely, you know, make sports references. A lot of rappers want to play sports, mainly basketball and football. I don't know so many uh, rappers that wanted to play baseball. So, you know, really? uh, Nelly, yeah, he's like the the only one. Uh, he was good. He actually got drafted. Uh, um, was looked at by the Pirates. I think the A's and the Braves as well. So, um, yeah. So that's for my like I said for my town. Birdman featuring Drake. So we're back with the second half, and Justin has is going to kick us off after setting the scene with how we can make baseball better, aka blacker. Yes, sir. Oh, man. You know, I was mentioning in the first part that you blacks, when y'all see that baseball game come on nowadays, it might as well have been birth of a nation. And I'm not talking about the one about Nat Turner. I'm talking about the first birth of a nation. Right. Like, people get real upset when a baseball game comes on. They don't like it. They don't like it at all. And and baseball has not done um, you people. I really sound racist saying that. Um, let me <laughs> rephrase that. Baseball has not done black people any favors for trying to get them to like the sport. Um, the average fan is a, a 50 plus year old white guy. And let me ask you right now you know any white guys that are cool? No, you can't name it. But I bet off the top of your head, you can name about five or six black men who are over 50 that are pretty cool. For Point sure. being, you're not listening for white guys for advice on. What's cool? They're not moving the culture. They're not. So, baseball has to get out of its own way and quit trying to appeal to fifty-year-old white guy. That's the big demographic, though. I mean, that's that's who's watching baseball is fifty, fifty-two-year-old white dudes from Cleveland, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and this is true, and it's it's the largest demographic in football too. But football does not feel like. Well, let me. Th- All right, football. They're they they have their issues too with race. They do. But at least with football, there's more of us playing it. And two, you can feel the swag and the emotion. And there are elements where they do cater to the culture. Not all the way. I mean, we don't have to get into the Kaepernick stuff. Right. That they definitely. Um, Definitely kept this man out of football, but for sure they are definitely. When it comes to their relationship with black people, football has a, a much better relationship with black people than baseball. And so much so that black people still watch football, even though the whole Kaepernick situation. Yeah, that was a, a interesting situation. It was definitely. I think it was a little divisive. Not uh, obviously between black and white people, but even amongst black people. And then if you want to go a little bit deeper amongst 
black military members and non-military members. You know, there were people, black military members who felt it was just as disrespectful. Uh, I don't think they took it as far as, you know, being racist with it, of course, like white military members who felt like it was wrong. But uh, yeah, we won't get into it. We're here to talk about uh, black baseball and how to make it better. We got some ideas. Justin's got some. I have a few too as well. Uh, I have a program that I kind of dreamt up uh, that I want to share share with you all as well. So uh, get into what you got. Yeah, man, I'm back with the list. I don't know if y'all remember from the pay for play episode. Oh, I had man. a list. These and lists. <laughs> <laughs> these lists be outrageous, man. So let's hear it. Uh, but I think this is outrageous. But you know, I, I mean, I'm a free thinker. This is I don't, I, this is I worthy like outside the box. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, no, you're right. This is worthy of of thinking outside the box. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm reading a book called Originals: How Nonconformists Change the World or Move the World by Adam Grant. And you may you may be an original with your with your ideas. So give us what you got, man. Appreciate it. All right, first thing, and this is not so outrageous and this is an obvious uh, point baseball has to do a better job of marketing their stars and then if, and if you want more black viewers it's gotta you gotta do better with marketing your black stars I mean I mean I think I made the point in the first episode where we might have been talking offline about Mike Trout would you agree Mike Trout's the best player in baseball I would say so skills wise we talking about skills wise what else is there okay yeah that's yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) makes sense i mean he's probably the best all-around baseball player and yet i don't think if you were to see a picture of mike trout i don't think people know who he is yeah you could probably do a street poll and they'd be like you know i'd say maybe four out of ten would recognize mike trout I think more people would think Mike Trout played football than they than they would think play baseball. Right. Well, yeah. It, see, that'd be the question. Do you think he plays football or baseball? Yeah. People don't know the stars of baseball, and then especially the black stars. So there's a guy uh, named Tim Anderson. He is uh, the Tim. AL batting champion from 2019. He's one of the most fun players to watch. He plays the game with so much emotion, so much swag. He's the the type to hit the walk off and flip the bat. Yep. That's the kind of stuff we need to see. For sure. And baseball loves to stifle that. They act like if you celebrate, you're breaking the unwritten rules. Like what? You got to play you the. Don't succeed in baseball. This <laughs> is seventy five percent failure rate. You got to celebrate. Right. Right. And I'm okay with pitchers celebrating. If they strike somebody out, and they usually they I mean they do they get the fist pump or whatnot, and they're allowed to do that. But like you don't see batters coming up to the plate. Oh yeah, he struck me out last time. I'm gonna throw the bat at him. I'm gonna let the bat go. You know what I'm saying? But if you a batter, you hit a home run off somebody, and you showboat the pitcher coming for your net. For sure, yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, I hate that. <laughs> they need to outlaw that. They need to outlaw that retaliation. Yeah, you sh- you should definitely be automatically reject ejected if if somebody hits a homer next time you come up, then all of a sudden you throw it at their head like that's automatic ejection, fine, suspension. Like that's that's ridiculous. Like you a grown man, like you should have made a better pitch. You know what I'm saying? You know that's like the crazy thing. Like I mentioned before, is you succeed seventy five percent of the time. 
75 percent of the time you are succeeding against a batter yep let them celebrate especially if it's a walk-off you you hold your head down in shame you walk off that mound and let the team do their soul train line to the base to the uh, home plate oh man that would be the most epic celebration <laughs> oh man be good, right let's get it all right next we need more primetime games and we need more primetime games friday night and saturday night baseball is the only sport on during the summer they really need to take advantage of that yeah. and uh we need more night games because i don't know about you but i hate watching a day game and the sun bleeding all through and yeah. it just looks terrible from a viewing perspective on tv it kind of sucks at being at the game because the sun will like bake into your skin and you're like good god why am i here and then um it just doesn't look right and what, what do you think about that no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I've sat at many a games. Uh, I'll never forget the first time we went to a day game in Atlanta. It was a Sunday one o'clock game in the summertime. Why we did that, I don't know. Uh, but we caught multiple games. We caught like two games out of that, like four game series while we were there. And it was the hottest game like I've ever sat through. And it was terrible. Uh, so from a fan perspective, being there, yeah, like more more prime time. I understand why they do Sunday games in the in the day, uh, but definitely summertime. Yeah, put them games at night, man. Um, you know, six seven o'clock. Uh, West Coast are obviously coming on ten Eastern, ten eleven Eastern. So yeah, yeah, and like they need to like look how the the lighting is going on in those games. Yep. If you got a terribly lit game your game gets switched yeah we ain't we ain't about to sit three hours and watch this half sun half dark game and the players losing the ball in the sun and all sorts of garbage so yeah more more prime time games i think the nba did a really good job a few years ago by putting games on saturday night prime time after football went off after football goes off yeah for um, after super bowl and like those games were like really exciting right? so i need to see baseball do that Put the game on at prime time. Put the best games on. Market, market the heck out of it. Let's get it. Uh, next thing to improve. I mean, we had a whole episode about this, but dope uniforms. I mean, <laughs> what can bring more swag? To Gotta come people? with the swag, man. Like, let's get original. Let's get different here. Let's get crazy. Yeah. Like, yo, we got eight. We got 162 games. <laughs> like, yeah. We ain't gotta wear the same pinstripes. Right. The Yankees, oh, man. Like, and let me one add one better. Everybody gotta get rid of their gray uniform. Can't oh nobody God. wear the gray yeah. uniform. Those are the, the the swagless uniforms of all time. Everybody's gray is so boring. Like it is the it's worst. Boring. Who okay, who got the worst gray uniform? Got the worst? Yeah. Maybe the Yankees. Yeah. Cause there's no name on the back. <laughs> it looks like a practice jersey. It's terrible. Right. It's awful. It's terrible. They have the most they have the most iconic home jersey, but like when they switch that great. Oh yeah. Pinstripes is pinstripes is synonymous with baseball, but like like <sighs> a way gray. Every team has that boring gray jersey. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah. You, we need to outlaw that. You gotta you gotta get a little more creative with your away or alternate Yeah. Use uh, colors. Next. It's okay. It's okay to use colors, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 so we, we not only need color in baseball players, we need color in the uniforms, too. <laughs> yes. If you want color in the um, color to wear the uniforms, the color got to be on the uniform. Yeah. So, next, shorter season 
and or faster season. Let's finish this season by Labor Day weekend. Ooh, that's that's good. I think that's pretty good. And only play in warm weather. We do not need to be playing baseball when there's snow on the ground. If you live in a city where it's still snowing, your season has not started. You won't play on the road until there's no longer any snow. Yeah, Chicago should have to play. Chicago, Minnesota, well, Milwaukee plays indoors. Chicago, Minnesota could have avoided this debacle by spending $1 million extra dollars, which they're doing now, to put a roof over that beautiful field, Target Field, in Minneapolis initially. But, I mean, in Minnesota, it's not warm until, like, May. And when I say warm, they consider warm to be, like, 65 degrees. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh yeah, nope. Opening day, you you're wearing uh a parka in the dugout. You got on you know gloves and what is this? Baseball is a warm weather sport. It is. Ain't no, it's not football. People stand around for long hours, long periods of time in baseball. Yeah, the players do, and then even more so that you're just sitting there as a fan. So I mean, as a player, like you're freezing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not moving much. Football, you see those guys not wearing sleeves all the time. Why? Because they're running around. Their body temp gets up. They're making contact with each other. Like it's easier to stay warm if it's 20 degrees outside versus it's March in Chicago or early April. It's still you know 40 at night with a wind chill of 20. So it feels like yeah, 20. We, are, yeah. we ain't no longer playing in that kind of no, weather. That's awful. Black people don't get down with the cold anyway. So this is just all going to be this is going to be beneficial all around. And nobody wants to play baseball in the cold. Like no one just that is not. It's terrible baseball. because if if you get a pitch on the inside and it hits off your hands, it rattles even more. It hurts. You don't want to move. You don't want to throw. The ball's hitting the air. You don't want to run after it because you're freezing. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, let's let's get this. And if you end the season by Labor Day, you know you don't have to compete with football. Yeah, and you don't have to compete with the beginning of basketball. Yeah, well, there is that kind of beautiful time where you got baseball, the beginning of basketball, and football. So. Like the World Series is kind of finishing up. Excuse me. Uh, the World Series late October. Like that's way too late. Yeah. Like, no one. No one. That's why the 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 World Series TV ratings are declining. I mean, that may it may not be true, but uh, the the ratings are declining. But I don't know how much it the um the fact that it interferes with football has played into that. I am. I'm gonna go on the limb and say it has. So finish up by Labor Day. Still warm too. And that's another thing. These cold weather cities also get cold in October. So there's a short <laughs> they window do. where we need to get these games in. They so do. if you got to shorten the season or play double headers, triple headers, uh, quadruple headers, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. Next thing more, make more rules to encourage um, stealing bases. Oh, yeah. This is, this is how we can get back in the game. Because we the fastest people out there. For sure. More rules to encourage stealing bases. I don't know what that looks like, but we need to have more people stealing bases. And nothing, one of the most exciting plays in baseball is when they have to, um, when the catcher throws to try to throw somebody out. Oh, yeah. That's an exciting play. You got to get those exciting plays going. It is. This is a game that doesn't move quite as fast as basketball and football. Yeah. So we need more rules to encourage stealing. 
And that way, you have more black players out there because who gonna steal bases more than us? Nobody. Nah. Don't Shout out to Ricky Henderson. All time leader. All right. Let me know what you think of this one. I feel like the park should be a little more standardized. I feel like there's too much variation in each park. I know that like makes the park unique, but I feel like other things can still make the park unique. Like I don't think Boston should have the 300,000 foot green monster. <laughs> no one else has that. Like the green monster is stupid to me. Okay. Like I want to see it more standardized. I feel like it's more fair if um if they're more standardized. Because if you play in a certain park that's at hitters park, air quotes, and you happen to lead the league in home runs, you might not lead the league in home runs if you play in a park if your home park is a pitcher's park, air quotes. Mm-hmm. So what do you think as the baseball expert? Uh I actually like the variations in ballparks. Uh where I, I think there could be some standardization, like, but I do like the variations. I think that it provides some difficulty to it. Uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's a better home field advantage. Uh, with football, it's like home field advantage, maybe weather or fans. That's about it. But like the actual dimensions of the park. Uh, yeah. I don't like Boston's left feet. I mean, excuse me, their right field. It's like a two foot fence and it's only like 250 feet. Like it's, it's bigger than that, but I don't like that. Uh, so I do, you know, I guess they say, well, we got a, like you said, a 3000 foot wall and and left. So that kind of, you know, switches things up, but half their lineup has been left handers. And that's partially why they won the world series, man. Cause they was in 20, <laughs> they was hitting home runs all over the place with like six left handers on their team. Uh, Stealing signs. Yeah. Yeah. Cheating is cheating. So it's all good. Uh, I, and, and I think like some parks have less foul territory. So, you know, that's better for the hitter. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I do, I do like those aspects, but you know, I do see where you're coming from with the standardization and how that could be beneficial. Next thing, bring back the Roids, man. <laughs> they people hitting home runs, bro. Bring them back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really down for the, uh, that kind of cheating, but Hey, some cheating is okay, but not that cheating, right? <laughs> no, 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 not that cheating. I'm, I'm down with the paying college athletes cheating. I'm not really down with the voids. Dropping but, bags um, off. Baseball was probably at its peak during the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run fest. Oh, man, 1998, man. That that home run that race. Peak, and that was due to roids. That was exciting. So, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. It, it seemed like game after game. They were neck and neck every every day. Sports Center was like Mark McGuire hit two, Sammy hit three, you know. Or now they're tied. You know who's gonna get the single season uh, record? Man, it was it was amazing. And then they were they were uh, you know Sammy was with the Cubs, uh, Mark was with St. Louis. So you know they played each other, and that was exciting too. Yeah, bro. And then uh, so kids don't do roids unless you want to be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, more fun announcers, man. Especially at the local level, bro. They they just the announcers ain't got no swag, man. We need some boys with some excitement in their voice. I need Gus Johnson doing every every baseball game out there. Yeah, Gus Johnson can make paint drying exciting. Like everything he says, everything he does is just he, he's very much 
into it. Uh, his word choice, his enthusiasm. I mean, it's great. So for he does college football on Fox, and I think he's done the NCAA tournament before. Uh, as well so he's you know that's the tournament itself is exciting but then to have him just call those buzzer beaters and everything else much more uh, it's it's so exciting but again those things are a little more fast paced so it's a little bit easier to do but I think you know with the right people you could make stuff a little bit better that would have to come with some better analysis you know from a player Uh, I think we need to choose our players more more wisely on who's in the booth because A-Rod is very knowledgeable of baseball, fantastic player, definitely a Hall of Famer, of course. Uh, But him on Sunday Night Baseball, I hate it. I do not like him on there. I prefer uh, Vaskirgin is good. Jessica Mendoza is phenomenal. Uh, She is very knowledgeable. She has a good speaking voice. Uh, But A-Rod is just not the best speaker. Uh, Like, again, he knows the game, but I I think they need to find somebody else. He kind of reminds me of Joe Morgan. He's not as boring as Joe Morgan was. Joe Morgan was a great player, very knowledgeable, but he could put you to sleep talking on the broadcast. So uh, I'm with you on that, you know what I'm saying? But it is a little bit more difficult because of the pace of the game. Yeah, so my um, earlier statement holds true. If you want to be a legend, do roids. Do roids. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Next, only hip-hop for walk-up songs. No reggaeton? <laughs> we, can, we can throw some reggaeton in there. Okay. The respect to the uh, the Latin players. The Latin flavor. We need mostly hip hop. No more of them rock joints. No more of them put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Uh, s- some rock songs are legit though. You know, I'll give it to them. Name a rock song that's cool. Uh, you can't. I can't. <laughs> I can. You know what I'm saying? Chipper walked up to a dope rock song. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Crazy Train by. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, you know what I'm saying? That intro was dope. You know what I'm saying? Dun dun. Yeah, dun, the one dun, that got remixed into a rap song and made better. No, it was totally better with uh, Trick Daddy and Lil Jon. Like that joint is straight yeah. fire. No, <laughs> <laughs> win for the culture. Yeah, get rid of the rock. Yeah, no more. And that goes for um the stadium music too. That music was whack. Yeah. And this is a perfect segue into the next one. Seven in it, take me out to the ball game. It's gone, bruh. We're gonna find we're gonna get the hottest artist in the streets right now. We're gonna get the baby. He's gonna remix that joint. We're gonna have something better. But also what else is gone out of the stadium? The wave. That joint old and played out. That is now being replaced by swag surfing. Oh yeah, swag I'm with that. Now I am with that. Like seventh and stretch should be swag surfing time. You know what I'm saying? That that's when yeah. you do it. Seventh inning now, but it's now swag surf time. Yeah. It's done. And this also segues really nicely into um I wanna see the RBI program. Yeah, they're in the inner city, they're getting these kids involved in baseball i need to see these same kids have their own section at the uh at their respective stadiums and they should be able to go free every friday and it should be every anytime they want to go but we'll just pick friday i like that and if the owners have a problem with it think about this think about all those unsold seats without if nobody's in the seats that means they're not buying concessions or any of the other crap you give people some free seats 
they'll at least buy some, some concessions and maybe some other stuff. Oh, for so you. And, and again, I, just what it will do for the game, like you're exposing these kids, as we talked about and I've talked about on previous episodes, exposure is everything, man. For them to be able to see those games and say, I could be here one day, you know what I'm saying? That That is the reason kids want to play uh basketball and football is because they see themselves representation for one but they're able to go to those games and be like i'm in there you know what i'm saying i can be on that field i can you know marketing is real social media you know what i'm saying like they see the plays they see they see tyreek hill supposed to get tackled by six defensive linemen but then he busts through for 85 yards for a touchdown you know what i'm saying they need to show when Mookie Betts, you know, I should be able to find online very easily if Mookie Betts makes like a super diving catch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, yeah, the reason me and you can respect baseball and we like baseball because from an early age, we watched a lot of baseball. Our dad had us watching the Braves on TBS all the time. All the time. Every every so day, it just became the thing. Yeah, summertime. I feel like every summer night, seven p.m. Man, we was in front of the TV. Seven oh five or seven thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Eating. had the weird times like yeah. that. Eating dinner. Do Atlanta Braves on TV. Yeah, and this uh, was the golden era of the Braves too, so it helped that they were good. Yep, Chip Carey, Don Simpson. Yeah, yeah. And I, we there was four announcers. I got to recognize their voices. They were all boring, but they were. We were able to watch those games. Yeah. But see, oh man, baseball needs a tailgate scene like football. For whatever reason, football, if the game at eight at night, people <laughs> out tailgating at eight in the morning, they tailgate all day. All day. Trash and to go watch a football game. Yeah. And the game is just as long as a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. So I've watched some boring football games. Like I'm talking There's about hand the ball off and everybody runs three and out. You get two throws. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like Ivy League football, to be honest with you. Um, two throws here, one throw there, a run there. Like it's it's boring. And I can attest because I've been that person who got up at 7 a.m. to be out at 9 a.m. for a three o'clock kickoff and then tailgated till midnight all day for Carolina to be let down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. You shouldn't have disrespected Ivy League football. I'm pretty sure they are. That's some good football going on tonight. It's it's all right. It's it ain't no. <laughs> they had good football going on in the 1960s when there was no black players. <laughs> the point being, yeah. <laughs> like, baseball. I don't know why there's no tailgate scene. There's no. You never hear about anybody. Yeah, we're gonna get up and tailgate all day or a few hours before the game before a baseball game. I don't know. I, I I I mean, you you now live in a city, well you you've been living in a city with a major league baseball team. So I don't know if you were to go to, you know, the Navy Yard and be outside of their stadium, would you see people tailgating, you know what I'm saying? I remember when I went to St. Louis, I've seen people tailgate. They have like pre-game party stuff that the stadium 
is putting on. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the tailgate scene for for baseball is that like they have the once you get in the stadium, they have those kind of villages like Wrigleyville, right? So I went to Chicago last August for our ten year uh, line anniversary and tried to get tickets to the game, but they were way expensive. So we just hung out in Wrigleyville and watched the game. So it's a whole street of just straight bars right outside the stadium where people get absolutely plastered to watch the Northsiders. Yeah, I mean, I think Chicago Cubs are one of those teams that like they kind of have their following and yeah. they don't really have this this yeah. problem. But as they a whole, probably, yeah. they sell out just about every game. For sure. But um, for other teams, like there needs to be built some kind of tailgating culture. Like people like anybody that shows up to a baseball stadium, I think most of the people are going in. They are. With football, there's people who are just straight up there to tailgate. They have it. no interest in the game. None. And like there's there's not that kind of buzz. I feel like there's not that kind of buzz around baseball games. There's not. There's not. People people aren't going to World Series parties. You know? Right. They don't throw in a World Series party. There's plenty of NBA finals parties. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even it's the multiple games. You know what I'm saying? It's the fact that people are able to pick up there's that scene, there's that gathering scene for to watch the finals. Like, hey, come to my house, kick it, we'll watch the finals. And I'm not saying nobody does it, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure people but in those black, major markets, uh, but black, exactly. <laughs> yeah, black people don't do it. Uh, you may see one or two people. When we were in Wrigleyville, I did not see many of us. I saw a few. Uh, we right. constituted so, about 85% of the black population in Wrigleyville. So, black people like to party. So, let's find a way do. to get us more involved in the party. Yes. I mean, everybody likes to party, but we're black, so we're safe. We turn up. Different. Yeah. Turn up. Um, I mentioned Remix Take Me Out to the Ball Game. All right, here go another one. Can the wooden bats have design and swag like the metal bats? Do they have to be straight wood? Yeah. So, okay. There are companies, again, I'm baseball fanatic. So there are companies that do custom wood bats. And oftentimes they're probably just for individual players to do for like batting practice or just kind of souvenirs or, you know, rec leagues and stuff like that where they can use, there's no regulation on the bat. But I'm with you. I mean, I want to see somebody walk up there. I, I've seen, I think Mookie Betts, he's a a uh, sponsor, you know, person for this new bat called Axe Bats. The handle is kind of like a, it's curved like an axe. Okay. So it's supposed to give you some better grip and a whole bunch of other technical baseball stuff I won't get into. Um I've seen him use like a gray one. So that's probably the most extensive I've seen. But outside of it, it's your typical, uh, you got two two styles of wood. You got, well, two main ones, ash and uh, maple. And then you have bamboo, which is made by like Mizuno and a couple of others. Nerd alert. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I, you know, I would love to see like somebody who plays for the A's, man. They they show up in all white uni and they walk up there with a green bat. Chris Davis walk up with a green bat, man. Like that'd be fire. That'd be dope. And I don't think it would throw anybody off. Like it's not because the metal bats in college be all sorts of crazy colors. Maybe gold and white. And they be shredding. It's metal. Yeah. So let's let's get some colored bats in there, man. 
again, color. again, there's the theme. There's you need more color. That's what you need. I'm telling you. Let's move it to the. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Major League Baseball in all the posts. I'm gonna post this on my Twitter and everywhere else. I'm gonna tag on them and say you need more color. Take that as you may. Uniforms, bats, people. Stadiums, everything. You need more color. More color. Get All right. It. Moving on. Um, change rules to encourage more scoring. I mean, I think um, the home runs have definitely gone up in baseball lately. It could be because of this sign stealing stuff. We will see. But hey, everybody loves runs and home runs. No one wants to see a one nothing ball game, even though it. Could be exciting, but eh, I'd rather see a, a six five ball game than a one nothing ball game. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, definitely want to see some runs. And, and that's when the exciting stuff in baseball happens, right? I, I'm a baseball fan, so I can appreciate a pitcher out there dealing, striking out 10, and, and nobody getting on base. But for the average fan, we need to see people on base. We need people to steal, get thrown out. I need to see a center fielder dive 60 feet to get a, a fly ball. You know what I'm saying? I need to see the third baseman pick one off the hot corner, you know what I'm saying, and make a throw across the field. Like, I need to see all that stuff. Um, and that happens when you you know have rules that encourage scoring and stuff like that. Look at the home run derby. You know what I'm saying? How those changes have really helped pick up the excitement. I'll tell you, I've been like almost yelling at the TV watching the home run derby because like it's just that exciting with the time limit. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got this much time to hit this many home runs versus you get 10 outs. You know what I'm saying? And now hitters are kind of like, I'm not going to swing at this. I'm not going to swing at this. And then I'm going to hit this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on that. Yeah, nice segue because baseball, um, that was one of my things. It's like I was going to cite as a great example that baseball has done well is they've changed that format, and it's really exciting, and it's a good job. And I would like to see them do more with all-star stuff. But like um, let's see some trick hitting uh, or let's see the pitchers get up there and have a home run derby. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it would be really hilarious or it'll surprise you. It would. Uh to 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 get to that, Nelly, the I think I sent you a a um YouTube link. Nelly mentioned he said, and you mentioned this too, about stealing bases as where black players really made their name, not only in the Negro Leagues and showcasing speed and agility and strength. Um, Nelly made the point that the, that is where black players flourished, right? Our skill sets versus now where you just see the home run derby is the only thing of the skill set, right? Where it's just a big power. So you don't have to be athletic to hit home runs. Let's see the skill position, right? Who's the top shortstop i need to see you make nothing but jump throws and they got to be strikes into a a small square you know what i'm saying i need yeah um, nfl yeah really they did a really good job with that with the pro um, nfl had like receivers doing quarterback drills and stuff yep yeah they could baseball can do the same you have have the shortstops and the infielders do it yep then see the catchers how they get down i mean right let's be real everybody um that's playing major league they're they're good enough to where they probably played every position growing up. Oh yeah, for sure. They they yeah. definitely played multiple positions. And some people started most of their career in a lot of positions, but maybe got to college or the minors and the coach was like, You got a good arm, but you'd probably be better at 
you know, in the infield because your arm's not as strong to make the long throw from the outfield, or you're a catcher, your pop time's not that good. Pop time is basically the time you catch the ball to get it out your hand to throw to second. Uh, so let's put you in the infield or, you know, make you a first baseman or something like that. Uh, Moneyball was a good example. This is a movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Oakland A's. They took a former catcher who had elbow surgery and they put him at first. And, you know, he started making plays at first, you know. So I love to see that, the skills, you know what I'm saying? So outfielders, you got to rob home runs, uh, layout competition. We did that in high school. I did that with one of my uh, one of my homeboys now. We, we took uh, a couple uh, fly balls. You had to start in center and run to, like, left or right uh, and, and lay out to catch the ball. Whoever made the most layout catches won the competition. Yeah. There's all sorts of things they can do with the All-Star game to kind of spice it up and get, get some more excitement around there. Uh, I want to see, uh, I mentioned before, bat flips, celebrations, trash talk. Like, baseball just needs some more swag and emotion, man. Like, yep. Tim Anderson, this, man. You got to play the game with some more emotion. We, we just This whole thing where you got to be stoic and boring, like, it's killing the game. You got to play the game the right way, or shall I say the white way. Yeah. yeah. That's got to go. That's yeah. done. I want to see more neutral site games like the oh, Little yeah. League, the Little League game. They play at Players the Weekend League. joint. Yeah. They Ooh, play in. Do more the, stuff like that. Play, play I don't know where you're going to play at. They can figure that out. But let's do more stuff like that. Yeah. And then baseball, they're known for these great fan nights. Like on May 4th, they do the Star Wars night. Let's take it a step further. The team's playing on that night. You got a themed jersey. And I want to see a lightsaber shaped bat. And we going to work. First of all, if somebody walks up to the plate with a glowing baseball bat, that that would be absolute fire. Like, that would be the a night. Imagine that. It's, it's 730, 8 o'clock at night on a summer night. And your batter walks up and, like, you know, grips his hands and the bat lights up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great for like show, but I don't think you can actually play with it because you might not see the ball come off the bat. You probably won't, and that's dangerous because they hit the ball really hard. So, but for the show aspect, yeah, they can do the show lightsaber show and yeah. then use a regular bat. But um, for that sure. is dope. <laughs> that's for sure. dope. So baseball need to lean more into that, get a little more gimmicky. I Look. know they're gonna hate it Look. because. The purists just love how pure the game is. You gotta use wood. You should use wood <laughs> and only wood. And I mean, even it, like it's even it's it's so much to where that like, and it's made for maybe for safety reasons. But now the metal bats even hit like wood. Like they don't they don't hit the 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 bats you and I used when we played. As somebody on TV called them aluminum rocket launchers, like they, <laughs> they no longer hit like that. You know what I'm saying? They're very much composite bats with multiple metals and alloys and stuff like that. And they hit more like a wood. So from a perspective, you could truly see because there is a difference in power, right? You were seeing guys in college hitting like 605, you know what I'm saying? Because if you just tossed a bat out there, it was going to get a hit somewhere. But then wood, you know what I'm saying? There's a little less uh, kind of pop in the bat or whatever when it comes to you know natural surfaces and stuff like that. So you show your true power in the in the in the in the major leagues with the wood bats. So speaking of wood bats, I'm gonna need um, the colleges to get rid of their um, metal bats. 
yeah. I don't see the point of them using metal bats. Let's let's just get rid of them and have wood bats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, going down the list, we need um, cheaper concessions and then more creative concessions at baseball games. We can keep your traditional hot dog, pretzel, peanuts, and cracker jacks. Beer. But, like, it's 2020, man. Let's throw some stuff in there. People are, like, into food. Yeah. You got movies out here. So let the baseball stadium be the place where you can go try crazy food. Have a donut-shaped baseball or something, man. Like. You gotta get. You gotta hit all the demographics for sure out there. I like as many Latin players in Major League Baseball. Like, where's the tacos in that joint? Like, that may sound racist, but like, come on. Like, where, where are the tacos? Are you saying Latin players like tacos? <laughs> I mean, it's it's part of the culture. Nah, everybody likes tacos. Everybody likes tacos. And and here's the thing: tacos. You can make. You can put anything in a taco. Like absolutely anything. It's true. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a, a few stadiums out there that got that. Probably out west. Yeah. Where the where the Hispanic populations are. For sure. Larger. For sure. But I would. I, I, I'm I, with I, you on the food. Man, like, it should be a crazy food scene at these. Um, it should. It should. Because uh, you gonna get people in there who don't care really about watching the game. But they'll, but come they'll be there to eat, eat, and you make money. Yeah, and they may start watching. You know what I'm saying? They may continuously come and become a fan because of the food scene. Imagine having some food trucks here. You go back to the tailgating scene, right? Imagine posting food trucks outside of your stadium. You know what I'm saying? Because food trucks, the big thing in uh, America, like at least maybe because I watch it a lot, is like food truck stuff and flipping houses. That's like the big thing in America right now. Flip a house and start a food truck, right? Uh, Food trucks are like where you see outrageous combinations of food in the fair, like incorporate the fair food, right? I had a donut burger for the first time a couple years ago at the fair. And like imagine... Yeah. And I didn't think it was going to be good because I was like sweet and the, but I mean, it, it slaps like it's good. It's absolutely good. So I'm with you. I, I like the crazy food ideas. Uh, definitely toss some crazy stuff out there. You could do themed nights along with the fan nights. You know what I'm saying? So I think you could incorporate that. Uh, so who knows? Um, yeah. And then the kind of snowball into this, we need some dope after parties after the game. Yeah. In, in it, I mean, they have some sometimes, but Fire it's usually lights. like it's uh, it's really white. It's usually, it's just, from what I remember, it's like kind of catered to that. Well, Atlanta's got the drums. You know, what I'm saying. I think a couple times they've done, and Atlanta's an exception because it's extra black. Uh, they got the drums, and they have a lot of HBCUs there, so they have the drum corps guys uh, from the various universities kind of play the drums throughout the season. Uh, but I remember one time they had a D9 night in in Turner Field, uh, so they celebrated the D9 fraternities and sororities. So I thought that was cool. And I think they did a concert afterwards. Maybe Big Boy was there. I think he's been around the stadium a couple of times. Shout out to Atlanta. Yeah. Is the new one or the old? This was at Turner Field. This was at Turner Field. Yeah. So the they old stadium. They gentrified the field and moved it Oh, out. yeah. It's it's in Cobb County. So I will, I've seen the stadium. I haven't been in yet, but I have seen it. It's in Cobb County. Two of my LBs live out that way. And it is uh, like, yeah. It's nice, but it's not in the heart of downtown Atlanta anymore, which, again, it is. It is. And and that's another thing baseball is starting to do in sports stadiums in, in general. They're moving 
out of downtown areas where you access public transportation, where a lot of your concession workers, uh, everyday office workers use public transportation to get there. Now it's forcing people to have to drive because I don't think the bus comes out to Cobb County, uh, where a lot of people would catch the bus at the underground, drive it to uh, Turner Field, and you could see it right off the highway coming into Atlanta off of I-20. So a lot of people, especially African-Americans, were accessing that stadium not only for entertainment, but for jobs as well. So there's an economic impact to these teams, uh, again, including more color and more uh, aspects of people of color in their organizations. Can't be said enough. Oh, let's see. Um, I kind of touched on this before. I hate that green monster. Um, I think it's stupid to hit a ball. Green monster. Laying up with a double or a single. I just hate that. I don't even know what that does for this list, but I just hate that. So I'll just make, hate, I just hate, make, hate, I just hate. Oh, see, allow managers to get warnings so they don't get thrown out every time they argue. Like, why does the manager have to get thrown out every time they argue with the aunt? I think that's probably something when people want to hear or see. You oh. should mic them up and let them argue. Yeah, people definitely want to see the 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 coaches argue with the umpires. And some of the funniest baseball videos I've seen, like the guy from the Braves a farm system. This was probably like ten years ago, at least. He like went off on a bad call, which is Didn't another. Act like he was in a foxhole. And yeah, threw a and, and <laughs> he threw a grenade, stole the base, <laughs> all that. Like I'm with you, Mike. Up the Mike. Oh, great. We need more personalities like that. And I yeah. remember in the major leagues, I think Floyd McClendon or Lloyd McClendon. Yep, he's the pirate manager. Mm-hmm. He went out there and just took a base. Yeah, taking. We, we need more of that. We need and, kicking and dirt. You shouldn't have got kicked out the game for that. No, you should get a warning, or maybe a couple warnings, and then you get thrown out maybe after your third time. Yeah, but like three strikes and you're out. Go out there and argue. And what's funny about these same stuffy managers that get mad when players celebrate or show some emotion? These jokers go yell at the ump every other pitch. Right. You say God knows what to them, but That's you can't. A lot of emotion. You you can't even argue balls and strikes. It's not like they can change it. You know what I'm saying? You could you could go out there, and that's kind of the big new debate of a electronic strike zone, right? I'm not for it. I I don't like it. I like the chest high, so at the letters to the knees. I like the variation in umpires. Some of them are ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, where they're calling stuff at your neck as a strike and stuff at your ankles as a strike. But I mean, I like the variation. Some umpires call it high. Some call call it lower. Uh, I've experienced that. So you have to adjust. You know what I'm saying? So I think that adds a an extra layer to the game. But uh, you can't even change the balls and strikes if they if they go up there and argue, you know what I'm saying? So, and like you said, they be stuffy and arguing for a second and they go up there, they have to pull their pants up over their stomach and, uh, you know, go argue for a second. But I mean, why are you tripping? Cause Tim Anderson just threw the bat on a, you know, 450 foot home run. Like emotion is needed. Personality is needed. We need more managers of color, more managers with some personalities. Like, we don't need no more boring managers. Yeah. Don't just sit there and clap like Jason Garrett. <laughs> and that kind of um, goes into, it segues into, like, I, I have more managers with swag. And let's interview players after great plays and home runs. And uh, and they, they kind of do in-game interviews in baseball, but they're usually dry. 
Like the thing I like about the XFL I watch, it's like literally like after they do something, they go interview the yeah the coach or the player. Yeah. I think that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Like that's um let's 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 talk. If somebody hits a home run and they celebrate and flip the bat. They have a reporter in their face saying, how you feel about that? Yeah. Baseball interviews are very segmented and very planned out. They'll talk to a pitcher after he's been taken out, or they'll talk to a guy who's not even playing, right? And they'll be like, oh. They, they talk to pitchers who ain't playing. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, unless you're interesting, I'm not sure I want to hear from you. Yeah, I, I don't really care how you're feeling for the next five days because you're not going to pitch for another five days. Like I, I'm not going to see you. So like, why are we talking to you? Let's talk to the guy on the mound who is six outs away from a no hitter. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to talk about. You know they're going to talk. You know how to do weird in baseball. <laughs> yeah. So when there's a no hitter, you can't talk to the pitcher. You can't <laughs> can't talk about it. But I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, but baseball, I, baseball got some really crazy superstitions. Oh, it's, it's probably it's wild. It's, it's really wild, and I think they're all white. So let me stop. Black people are superstitious too. Oh, for sure. I mean, we yeah yeah we definitely but, are. No, no, they got baseball got all these like unwritten rules, and the unwritten rules are from like white people. Oh, definitely, yeah, because they created the the rules, of course. So you know, <laughs> yeah. So maybe if more black people are playing, we won't have all these weird stuff where like you can't talk to. A pitcher with a no hitter. Right. Imagine, imagine like a very uh, eccentric, very personality driven black dude on the mound. He's he's eight innings in into a no hitter, right? And he's like, I don't even care. I'm gonna talk about it. Y'all can't hit me. Y'all suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm about Satchel, to. Please? Yeah, like <laughs> that's what we need. We need that. We need the Satchel Page swag. Like, hey, guess what? I don't even. I don't even need the outfield because it's not going past the infield. Even if they do make contact, it's not going past the infield. You're gonna be out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't hit me today. So, right. I, <laughs> the the whole pointing to the fence, like Babe Ruth, who might have been black, by the way. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've read stories that they people called him. Um, they said he had Negro lips. Really? Yeah, I've, I've read some stuff on that. And he was an orphan, so God knows who his parents were. Oh, man, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So keep going. I got more. You can, We can go all night. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we'll go about we 10 more minutes fill, fill the stadiums up no matter what nothing looks worse on TV than an empty stadium get them seats filled I don't yeah. care if you gotta put fake dummies do something in there get the stadiums filled so that build the atmosphere up get people excited about being at the game and give them stuff to cheer and all sorts of stuff you know like the only, only time I see like a uh, hype stadium is like playoff time postseason yeah yeah it's filled to the brim like the one game playoffs which i actually love when it's a one game playoff yeah those joints are hype but like the home the home team got to get in it so whatever they the um the baseball team or the organization got to do to get the home team hype the home crowd hype let's do it oh mercy rule like in little league you down 10 or more after the fifth inning the game over yeah it's not watching the blowout game it's done it's done yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta give up the sticks. Yeah, and I'd be interested to know the stats in Major League. How many people come down from 10, 10 or more runs down? That's super difficult, man. Like that's not easy to do. 
You know what I'm saying? You got to. It happens, but I don't think it happens enough in baseball to where it matters. No. So like, let's let's because, start mercy rule. Yeah. Let's start mercy rule. Because like, you you have to set it up to get three runs at a time. Like you got to have two runners on base to hit a three run shot. Versus, I'm one player. I shoot from behind this line. I'm going to hit a three. If I hit six threes in a row, we were down 20. Guess what? We're down two now, and we're back in this thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of setup that has to come to play. Even in the NFL, as we saw in the playoffs with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, Every game. And <laughs> down. Like, okay, we spotted y'all 20. Now we about to show y'all what's up. Yeah, man. So, okay. Yeah, you're giving up the sticks if you're down ten runs. Yeah, you gotta. That's it. And I, I, and after that, you know, if it's the home team who blew them out, go have a party. If it's the home team who got blown out, still go have a party. Just drink away your sorrows. You know what I'm saying? Because you got blown out. That's what they do in football. Like I was at the game uh, tailgating when we lost when Carolina lost to the Citadel. And guess what I did? Kept drinking. Like, because we just <laughs> lost to the Citadel, right? I went to that game. It was a 12 o'clock kickoff. We had like 12 o'clock kickoffs the rest of the season. And we were staring at a three and nine season inevitably because we had Clemson after that. And like, you know, I was like, okay, we'll at least beat the Citadel. No, that didn't happen. We messed around and lost to the Citadel, right? And I was drinking beforehand. And I drank more afterwards because we lost in the Citadel. So if you get blown out, see the game ends at the fifth. Not only do you have the rest of your day or your night to, to go do something else, you know what I'm saying? You can just continue to turn up in a parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Or you can go home. You can do whatever you want to. It allows you more time to do what you wanted to do. Right. Let's go. Oh, tell me what you think of this. Allow players to substitute allow teams to substitute runners and pinch hitters and then also allow substituted people to return to the game maybe limit it how many times you can do that but like i think it's crazy like you want to take a uh let's say uh i got a a better i want to put my pinch hitter in Mm -hmm. for this spot but then the guy i take out he can't come back back in. in yeah I, I think that should be interchangeable or maybe not the guy that you took out should come back in, but like, a, no, I'm, I'm with you. you. You should be able to put him back in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe limit and then maybe like you can't do it after a certain inning. Yeah. But like we, the um, basketball and football don't have rules. Like where if you get taken out of the game, you can't come back. in. Yeah. It's, it's situational and it's like, okay, well this, I mean, cause it's like in pitching, like which slows down the game, which they've worked to limit that. Like, now you have to face at least what three batters. You can't just do the one batter now. I think this is a new rule uh, because they would bring in a righty to face a lefty to you know and vice versa, and that's a whole other. They bring in pitchers to throw one pitch. Yeah, yeah, and that's a whole technical baseball thing we won't get into. Uh, but it, it slows down the game because then the pitcher has to take eight to ten warm-up pitches or whatever. Like, you've been warming up in a bullpen. Like, what's the difference between a bullpen, the 60 feet, six inches there, versus the 60 feet, six inches uh, in, in the game? Nothing. I, Throw the ball. Why is the bullpen so far from the mound? <laughs> Every, it's in the well, same parking lot. That, the that, bullpen don't need to be that far. That varies by stadium because some are on the along the baselines. But for the most part, they're in the outfield. Everybody needs to move their bullpen closer to yeah, the dugout. They do. It is way too far. 
They do. And, and like in, when a fight breaks out, like they got to run. By the time the they get there, the fight over. They fight over and they tie it. You don't want to get into a fight. Tie it, you're going to lose. Like, come on, man. Yeah, the fight over. The fight is over. All oh, right. man. So let's, let's, let's change that up. Oh, and then speaking of your thing, you like, I don't, I, the electronic strike zone, I want to see the umpires. All right, if the umpires are going to stay, they need to get extra, like, and do extra crazy stuff when people strike out. Yeah. You know, in Little League, you had them certain umpires. Oh, like, man. You'd be like, Strike three, you yep. know, something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, like well, let's get some guys extra. Yeah, doing crazy. Yeah, karate top motions. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember, and he was a black dude. One of the few black umpires we had when I was playing major league. He was, and I think I think Dad actually like knew him or something like that. Maybe they just talked after the games all the time. But like he would, he was very animated on strikes and balls, whatever. And you do see some of it in, in Major League, but not a lot, not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like he would hold out that strike, and like his arm would like point all the way to the right. You know what I'm saying? It'd be very like he was almost flexing. You know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, like you could almost like he wanted you to see his bicep when he uh, did the strike call. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, yeah, strike. You know, it was very intense. And then playing co-ed uh, softball maybe about three years ago, this guy, black dude, he was a intramural ref for USC, but he was also working swag. swag, Right. He called a strike three and he like spun around, ran out in front of the plate, like hit the Dougie. I'm exaggerating. And then like moonwalked back behind the plate and then called the, the batter out. Like it was exciting. And here's the thing. They do this. They do the bat flips, the calls, all that in the areas outside of Major League Baseball, in the Korean leagues, in the Japanese leagues. And I want to go see a game in Puerto Rico because I know it is an absolute show. Like, they encourage bat flips. I actually wrote down uh, the Korean baseball as an example of yeah. how entertaining this needs to be. Their bat flips are unprecedented. Like, it is. Like, they, they hit home runs, hold the bat up, look for 10 seconds, then flip it and run. Like... I, I need people hitting home runs. Then I need them to throw the bat over the fence. <laughs> like I, I need to see all that. Like the, an axe. The Jose Bautista was probably the the best bat flip oh, I've yeah. ever seen. We will post that bat flip. Tim Tim Anderson's from last year is is, is the second best because like he he like watched it. Well, Bautista's was in the playoffs, yeah. bro, to yeah. win a playoff game. He was chewing his gum. Flip all time. Yeah, yeah. He was chewing his gum and looked at it and. Just like yeah, like yeah, I hit that. That 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 was me. That's out of there. Good thing that ended the game because if he had to come back up, oh. they would have threw the ball at him right at his head. Well, we that you know we've already been through that. Right, right. Is it. So baseball, they like making money. You want more advertising? Let me see a uh, a Nike check on a base. You want more advertising? Let me see a Church's chicken emblem on the home plate. And you know what? You can change these out every inning. You can get a whole bunch of sponsors. Every base can have a different um a different sponsor. And if a player steals a base, say a player steals the Popeye's chicken base at second, he gets free the crowd gets free chicken sandwiches that night. They do some promos like that, but again, if you steal home, you steal the Gucci home plate. The crowd get Gucci socks. That's extra. <laughs> still home, still home, and and like if 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 a player steals home, uh, a lucky fan gets 
you know, $10,000 towards home improvement. You know what I'm saying? Like that would work well in Atlanta because you got home improvement. Home Depot. You know what I'm saying? Home Depot, home plate. So you want more money, throw them advertising on the bases and home plate. Switch them out every inning if you got to. No one's really paying. The bases are boring anyway. Put some colors on them. Well, let's do something. What color are the bases? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, enough said. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, going back to the Home Run Derby, T-Mobile has definitely infused a lot of, like, color and pop into the, and not only the TV, the graphics on TV, but into dugout and everything else. They have those special balls that give you the extra time with the pink. Pink is like, or magenta or whatever color they call it. Like, that is truly, truly infused. I mean, T-Mobile is a huge sponsor of Major League Baseball. Uh, some of the, the teams have, you know, things in their dugout, you know, so yeah. All right. Give us like 10 more minutes of suggestions if you got it. Right, I'll run through these. Um, then we'll see. Oh, more advertising. Uh, I want to see the gra- outfield grass cut into cool patterns. Okay. Some people do that. Not all. Every team should do it every game. Okay. That's a lot of work. Um, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got a grand um, screw. Baseball might already do this, but uh, they need to have deals with betting institutions like FanDuel and DraftKings. They might already do it. Though. That's I think so. I think so. Yes. Side um, note: Fantasy baseball is super difficult. Don't do it. Well, that's a nice segue into my next one. The fantasy baseball's got to change to um, make it more enticing. It is hard right now. Right now, yeah, it's just hard and kind of boring. Basketball's the same way because they play so much. Yeah. Like fantasy football, like it's perfect. Can't. It's perfect. It's week yeah. to week. You got time to adjust. You know what I'm saying? So it's, baseball got to figure out how to make their more like NFL fantasy. Yeah, football. the scoring is difficult to understand. Uh, yeah, drafting. Super difficult. To, yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, more Latin influences and culture. This is Black History Month, so we won't spend that much time on it. But we have a lot of Latin players. There needs to be more Latin um, infusion into the game. It does. Uh, Shout out to the Afro Latinos. Yeah, I want to see more. Uh, baseball needs to target more women as fans. Yes. Not quite sure how they want to do that because I'm not a woman. But get you some women and figure out how to target and, and make the game more attractive to them. Because I feel like women will come out in droves for football, and not all of them are like diehard football fans. Mm-hmm. It's just like the thing to do. Yeah. So they're just, you know, it, baseball needs to be the same way. Yeah. And I think, and this is my opinion. So good segue too, because to a point. So next month, we're actually going to talk about women in sports. And I have a guest coming on who will, who is a sports writer, a female sports writer and a black female sports writer. Uh, so shout out to her for being on the show. Uh, excited to talk to her about her perspective and things like that. I think baseball should definitely, like you said, make that, uh, effort to attract more female fans because i think you know i'm saying there's this like baseball mom type persona like little league baseball is like the thing you you got the soccer mom thing or whatever but like outside of that like you got the baseball mom type thing and even outside of that like nobody plays soccer right uh (laughs) it is it is the most popular sport in the world but uh you know in the U.S., 
not here. Care less. No, <laughs> uh, soccer is very small potatoes. But I think, and and this is just my opinion. I, I truly believe that a female could break into baseball much sooner than any of the other sports, uh, including the NBA. Um, if you listen to Jessica Mendoza, because baseball is not about strength. It's very much technical, right? You don't have to be a big power hitter to be a really great baseball player, right? If you can put the ball in play in various places, that is very much an asset versus in football, there's a lot of strength involved into what you do. It's very physical. It's contact-based. Basketball strength is not everything. Uh, There's the whole leaping ability type thing and height, whatever. But even then, there's still a lot of girls who are out there at 6'8", 6'9", and can ball. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that. Not taking that away. Uh, There are some really great uh, female athlete ballers who could definitely compete in the NBA uh, I believe I think the aspect of just like them jumping, that's kind of the thing about it or whatever, but they could definitely compete. But out of all of the major sports, I definitely think females could definitely break into baseball before anyone else. And I would like to see it. Uh, I played with a uh, female baseball player, too. Do you remember Saida? Yes. Yeah. Saida had speed, boy. Like she could fly. I mean, and and if she was on your team, man, I, I don't remember how she was as far as fielding goes, but she could hit. And if she got it to the outfield, that was guaranteed a double. And she likely could have stretched it to a triple most of the time. That's the type of speed she had. So again, going back, black players, black females, speed, the the skill sets. That's where we we flourished. Whatever. So go ahead. That's a good segue because something I have written down is they need more cool baseball shows. And there was a really cool baseball show called Pitch. They came on Fox and it's about the first female baseball player yep. who also happened to be a black female. And it was a really good show. It was. And it actually had really great reviews, but obviously it didn't last because y'all didn't support this black queen in this lead role. <laughs> Stay woke. So go back and watch Pitch. It's a very good show. It was. I, I think it was well casted. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, I'm a baseball fan, so I enjoyed a lot of baseball-centered things. But I think what killed it is the fact that they – well, I don't want to spoil it, so just go watch it. I, but my opinion is that they revealed something too early. Uh, and I've heard that they revealed a, a certain thing too early, which could have kept the show going. Uh, but still a good show for the – I think about 10 episodes total. Yeah. So, yeah, go watch it, start a social media campaign, get it back. Baseball needs cool baseball shows to get people excited about it. All right, running through this again. All right, this is a – baseball has a real good opportunity to pay guys out of high school. What I mean by that is right now there's a growing movement. People are catching on to the NCAA that they're slavery. It's pure slavery for the football and men's basketball. These guys are generating billions of dollars and not getting paid. MLB, Uh, this is your chance to step in with some checks. Say, don't go play football at Clemson and get your head knocked in. (laughs) Take this $3 million check and come play baseball. Now, the problem is baseball got this crazy, ridiculous minor league system with five minor league classes and with a bunch of divisions within those minor league classes. They need to simplify it, make it a little more straight lines to the MLB so people, particularly black athletes, will see that, okay, I take this check 
I play in the minors for like eh, three, four months, and then if I'm good enough, I'll be in the in major leagues. You don't need to be. You don't need to be spending no uh, four or five years in the minors, yeah. especially if you're a pitcher. You're just wasting your arm. Yeah, there should definitely be a time limit on the minor league. Like you, you, when you get signed, you should be like, all right, here's our assessment. You got two, three years in the minor or a year minors max or whatever to get you going um ncaa uh tournament pulled in 2019 to 933 million dollars in revenue basketball tournament yep jesus christ i mean and how much the players got zero jack well zero zero legal dollars. they got <laughs> they got t-shirts and hats and they got to cut down a net yeah. yeah, yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> so baseball, take heat, start paying your minor league guys a little more money, yeah. and start swooping in on these guys because it's all about the money. Why can't the the cats from college just go compete? You know what I'm saying? Why can't I jump from college to pro? You know what I'm saying? The NFL, the, the, the in college baseball needs to relax that rule. I think if you go play college ball, you got to stay three years or something stupid. Uh, the rule is interesting because i believe you have to be at least a junior they, they may be like football yeah they do it like football you know you have to be three years out you know outside of high school graduation like nah it should be you should be this should be flexibility if i go play college ball for a year and i ball out i'm going to the i'm going to pro yeah i'm seeing so. three years removed or 21 whichever comes first uh yeah, but the thing is, you can actually still be considered. I think you can be considered for the draft beforehand, something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, they need to like they need to get rid of that and um, start writing some checks yeah. and pulling the best big guys out early as possible. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's a good segue. I had this idea where um, I think it's a good opportunity to get more black people in baseball are the um, HBCU schools. So right now, all the HBCU baseball teams are made up of non-black people. Stillman College in Alabama has 35 players, I think, and it's probably changed since the when Chris Rock was talking about it in like 2017, but it was like two black dudes on the 2016-2017 team or whatever. And a historically black college. And right? It is crazy. commonplace so- in a lot of them except for um, – you know, I think like Jackson State and a lot of the SWAC teams still are very much black. But MIAC, Bethune Cookman, uh, FAMU has a good mix of black and Hispanic players. Uh, but Bethune Cookman, um, you know, other places like Alabama A&M, Alabama State, who actually field baseball teams, like there's still a lot of white players on the team. Right. So yeah, no, no disrespect to those white guys on the team, but hey. This is a black school. Let's try to focus more on having black players on the team. And also, I would like to see, I'm not sure how you would do this, but the HBU should partner with a minor league team. And that way, the kids can play baseball and take classes if they want. So, like, they yeah. take classes in the fall, and then they go play in this. In uh, the- Minor league like ball for this Howard University affiliated team. Yeah. Give them a little money. You know, I think it could work that way. So, you know, if you want to get an education and maybe baseball doesn't work out for you, 
you got some classes under your belt. Yeah, that's good. That's a great idea, actually, because minor league season ends the first week of September, you know, and it kicks off, I think, I think the week before yeah. or so after the major league. So that's pretty much the, you know, a month. Uh, I think it's like they start in like second week of April and most colleges are on a semester system. So by the second week of April, you got like two weeks of class left. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. So they could definitely go play, uh, you know, take, like you said, take classes in the fall, start classes in September, uh, roll through December and, you know, lift, of course, and all that stuff condition. And then come January, it's, you know, it's baseball time or whatever, you know, or just do six to eight week classes in January through January and February and March or whatever. And then you go play ball. Yeah. And I'm OK with them not playing, being taking classes while they're playing ball. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't know why everybody act like you got to go to school. Right. That's like consecutive semesters. Right. But none of, hardly any of the classes are like um, hardly any of the classes are like so connected that like you got to take a class right after you take one class. I mean, it's, you can be a little more flexible. Yeah. Um, but it's also a nice segue into how is I want to know if there's like an opportunity for HBCUs to like create like a new age Negro league. Oh man, they there was an attempt at an HBCU World Series, um, but it got. I think one of the games got canceled due to weather, but I, I've seen some interesting things like that. But you know, uh, it's an effort to diversify college baseball. Um, shout out to the University of Michigan and the University in Vanderbilt University who had uh, seven and nine players uh, respectively on their squads. Both of those teams played in the College World Series. Uh, so it just goes to show you, you need those black players. I'm not saying like they're a definite, but, you know, uh, they had some they, they started black players, but both of those coaches definitely took an effort to recruit into the inner city and other areas where uh, schools had predominantly black um, players on their teams and stuff like that. So, yeah, shout out. I, I didn't know that. Shout out to, yes. those um, to the HBCU Negro League. I mean, imagine that league, man, it'd be lit and you can have the marching band. Oh my God! Music. <laughs> Listen, that'd be fire. Yeah, um, I had it written down some numbers. College World Series. Michigan had seven black players out of thirty-five. Vanderbilt had nine. There was a game that featured two black starting pitchers. That was actually a really good game. Uh, Michigan starts four out of the nine black players, and I think a couple of them were from Chicago in the Midwest area. Like I said, both ports. And, and Vanderbilt has been known to actively recruit black players. One of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball uh, for a while, David Price, came out of uh, Vanderbilt. And, you know, there's always a couple of players on there. And they're not just like guys they toss in there just for, you know, steal a base, run some bases. Like they're actual starters. Uh, and their freshman pitcher who started that game with the other black pitcher at Michigan, Kumar Rocker, uh, through a fantastic game. So, yep. All right. We're going to wrap it up soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just run through a few more quick. Um, highlight reels got to be better. I want Oscar-worthy highlight reels. What else? Uh, I think baseball should play a similar schedule like how the NBA. NBA plays – every team plays at least twice. So, baseball could do two-game series with every team. 
and I want to see a red zone light channel for baseball. They might already have it, but um, every night I'm gonna need to see what games are close, and yeah. uh, I need to see more uh, the best players on in prime time. Also, uh, the Fourth of July should be like probably. <coughs> Dang. Ooh, talking to me. The Fourth of July should be like how the NBA does Christmas. That should be like the day. Uh, Memorial Day and Fourth of July. You got two holidays and Labor Day. Yep. Like take advantage of those holidays. Um, market it up. Get people excited for it. And let's get it. Like that's an opportunity for you, baseball. And let's see. Oh, at the this is probably the craziest of all ideas. But before I say this last crazy one, um, all series in the playoffs should go best out of five, just to help shorten it. I like that. Um, Oh, craziest probably of all these ideas. At the end of the season, lessen the number of games for two teams that play each other and are out of contention. So if the Blue Jays and the Twins are have no chance of winning anything, uh, instead of letting them play, let's just try something crazy. Like uh, have average people try to get a hit off a major league pitcher for $10,000. <laughs> I like it. Some things for these games to be played. Yeah. We don't need to be seeing teams out of contention to play each other. Yeah. It's just, it's just a waste of time. And then I think baseball does it. If you have the worst record, you get the number one pick. Yeah, because they – might want to go to a lottery system like basketball. Yeah, they that started – They're tanking. Yeah. They don't talk about tanking in baseball, but I'm pretty sure these teams be tanking. Oh, for sure. They, they talk about it uh, now because of this kind of alternate playoff format where it's kind of supposed to reduce tanking or whatever. But, yeah, they, they do it. Trust me, they do it. Seven teams in each league playoff thing is dope, and I hope they do that. And they should enact it this season. Let's not wait two years. Let's get it. That is all my stuff. This sure. is how baseball is going to improve. Get it done, baseball. I'm here. You want to hire me? I will make all this happen. We will be your black player consultants uh, for a very good fee, of course. Uh, I'm trying to quit my job so so I can do this full time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I appreciate that, man. All good suggestions. Uh, some weren't out as rageous as I thought. Mine really, you know, you echoed a lot of the stuff that I did. I did say create those kind of centers that they have down in Latin American countries where you focus on building black baseball players in inner city. The South Side of Chicago should have a center that not only teaches kids about education and all that stuff, but like after school all year round, it should be baseball, an indoor facility and an outdoor one. So in the winter, when it's two degrees and six feet of snow outside, it needs to be indoor indoor ball happening. You know what I'm saying? Uh, after school. And then when the springtime comes around, they're outside playing ball year round. You know what I'm saying? Develop those kids that way. Because the RBI program, man, it's trash. It's not working anymore. Um, my personal idea, I called it TRAP Baseball. And TRAP is a acronym. It stands for Teaching and Retaining African-American Players in Baseball. And a lot of a lot of it starts with recruiting more representation in the coaching position, right? So having players teach, and we could, you know, utilize HBCU players, having these players teach fathers, uncles, community leaders, black community leaders about the game of baseball, how to coach, how to mentor, how to develop these kids, start leagues, start teams, 
and then they see that representation and you create that same swag that was in the Negro Leagues and the same passion for them and that they stay with it because a lot of times they lose it because they're told that their passion is not the right way to play the game. Um, bat flips. Uh, and again, shout out to uh, her name is Shakia, the black sports writer that I mentioned. She mentioned on Twitter uh, maybe a couple of days about that there should be a kind of social justice movement attached to bat flips. Uh, as a health person, I said bat flips for breast cancer, breast cancer awareness and research. And that it's targeted for uh, the disproportionate rates of black women who get breast cancer and stuff like that. All kinds of things. I need to see some trash talk. I need music, like you said, player exposure. I want, you know, Yasiel Puig is a very, like, personable figure, like, for real. Ioannis uh, uh, Cespedes, like, man was showing up to spring training in a different car every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of hype we need. So, Swag. yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my stuff is really based on a... Uh, representation stance and and that's what's needed and creating that safe space for them to where they feel welcome they don't feel excluded Uh, they see people who look like them and I think our current black players in the Major League Baseball have to take it upon themselves to really make an effort to reach out and be in these communities and donate to efforts that are supporting black baseball like mine shout out to Palmetto Pride uh, it's all good. So with that being said, I'm going to offer you all some advice. The Negro National League was an opportunity for black players to showcase their talents in the game of baseball when the exclusion of blacks was as common as breathing. Rube Foster was the potential for a league to showcase, saw the potential for a league to showcase their talents, their swag, and be their own league. The league features some of baseball's best, including Josh Gibson, Larry Doby, Jackie Robinson, Hank Aaron, and so forth. Some made it to the majors uh, that we know of today. Others did not, but it does not dampen their talent and the skills they possess to play this game. Like many other historical facts, players and their talents were somewhat lost to bias systems, and we later discover their greatness uh, in documentaries, social posts, and so forth. The MLB has taken steps to honor many of these players, which is great, by wearing throwbacks, uh, uniforms during the season, social media posts, wearing 42 in April, and so forth. That's good stuff. Thank you. We appreciate it. But if the MLB truly wants to honor the spirit of this league, the Negro Leagues, and what it is, and what it was, it needs to take actionable steps towards the recruitment of black players so that their league becomes more diverse. The same effort placed to train, develop, and recruit Latin American players needs to be put into the inner cities of America. Youth development centers that teach baseball, from Little League all the way up to the pros. We should be seeing more third and fourth generation black players in MLB. Representation matters. Black kids need the next Griffey to look up to, with their hat backwards, swag in their stance, and the fly shoes on their feet. Be intentional in your plans, Major League Baseball, to increase these low numbers. Your game and its fans will be grateful. All right, so that's all I got. Tune in next week. Uh, your favorite co-host, Justin Warren, is back on with me again next week, two weeks in a row. Uh, be sure to follow Said Talk's Instagram page, at Said Talk, Said underscore talk. Like and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And we just got approval to be on Google Play, so find us on there as well. Uh, the link will be in our bio. Lastly, cop a Said Talk tea. The link is in the bio as well. All proceeds go towards supporting my nonprofit organization, Palmetto Pride Sports, which you can also follow on Instagram at Palmetto Pride 803. Thanks for listening. And we're going to let Nelly 
and the St. Lunatics fade us out. Hey, black people, take baseball back. It's yeah. not so bad. It's not.